I was born in a desert, raised in a lion's den. It's time for the 17th episode of Get on the Bus with Corey Patterson. With him, Corey Patterson. He will be your guide each week as we all explore the magic and mystery of the Grateful Dead and their music. Well, there you go. My first guest on the show. That was Kelsey, my 15-year-old deadhead in training. Anyway, the next 59 minutes are just the next steps on your journey, and whether you've been a deadhead hoping for a miracle since the 60s, or you're just discovering the band, my hope is that you will hear something that you like, and maybe even learn a thing or two. As we do each week for a whole 16 episodes now, I'm going to play a curated set of music from one of the Grateful Dead's 2300 plus live shows, and briefly talk about why it's worth a listen. It's a lot of fun for me to hear from some of you that you're connecting with the music, and that's the goal. You may not become a deadhead right away, but then again, just like Kelsey, maybe you will. Now, before we hit play on our bootleg tape, here's Kelsey again with that lyric from the other one that serves as the inspiration for our little show. The bus came by, and I got on. That's when it all began. There was Cowboy Neil at the wheel of the bus to Never Everland. So we're getting back on that bus, and we're headed to a storied stretch of shows in the Grateful Dead's history. Come along with me, won't you? Man, last week was fun. If you missed it, go back and find it. I had a blast with Covers Night, and I actually got to listen to it as it aired with a great group of friends, hearing artists like Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Bruce Hornsby, and a bunch of other people cover great tunes was a treat, but hearing it with some of my best people, that was amazing. I do need to give a shout out to my good friend Lisa, who suggested the Mumford & Sons version of Friend of the Devil last week, instead of the Lyle Lovett version that I was going to go with. She played that version for me, and I'd never heard it before, and it was a winner. So, thanks, Lisa. Anyway, onward to this week. If you know anything about the dead at all, and you've listened to this show, you either knew this was coming, or wondered why I haven't got to it yet. See, deadheads are a weird bunch, and I guess that's kind of an understatement. And every single one of them is totally unique. They have their own experiences with the music and the band. They've been to a varied number of shows. They have their own favorite songs. They have their own favorite concerts. Remember, we talked about headyversion.com a few weeks back. There is close to zero agreement on which version of this song or that song is the best. And while deadheads are some of the kindest people on earth, they are definitely opinionated. Well, one specific opinion will be tested over the next six weeks on this show. We are headed to quite possibly the most storied stretch in the history of the Grateful Dead. The shows from Boston, Ithaca, New York, and Buffalo on May 7th, May 8th, and May 9th of 1977. For the most part, deadheads around the world agree that these are some of the best shows around, and I'm going to let you form your own opinion over the next six episodes. You see, the Grateful Dead's 1977 spring tour is considered by many to be one of their best. There isn't a ton of disagreement on this, actually. What is debated is which show of the three is the best. Many people, especially new deadheads, think the 5877 is the best show out there. The sound quality, the set list, everything is just pristine. And while the quality is outstanding, 
And there are some all-time versions of songs like Scarlet Fire, Dancing in the Streets, etc. I think the set list from the Boston and Buffalo shows are better. This is what I mean. May 8, 77 can be totally revered, yet I can still prefer May 9th and Buffalo because I get Help on the Way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower, Big River, and other songs with the same quality and really tight playing. So, it should be fun exploring these three shows over the next six weeks. Tonight, though, we head to Boston and the legendary Boston Garden, so go Celtics! Now, other deadheads will complain that there are some long breaks due to some equipment issues, but those are minor compared to some of the great versions of songs like Deal, Mississippi Half-Step, and Eyes of the World. The sound quality is really, really good, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So here's what we're going to hear tonight. Just try and imagine our surprise at discovering that some of our equipment doesn't work. As you hear behind me, we're going to start with a raw part of the show. We're going to actually hear some of the equipment problems. Now, this can feel weird, especially on a show where you're supposed to hear music, but it's all part of the experience. You get the good, you get the bad, and once they get it tuned, we're going to jump around the first set just a bit. We'll start with a Jerry Garcia, Robert Hunter tune called Deal. This is a traditional first set song, though in this version it's just a little bit longer. After that, we're going to listen to Peggy O, and this version is heartfelt, and you can really hear Keith's piano in the outro. After those two songs, I'll come back and tell you what's next. So here it is from Boston, Massachusetts from May 7th, 1977. Jerry's amplifiers are being obstinate. But if you know how to deal with this sound.
This is such a great show. To be here for any or all of these three nights, well, that's my first stop when time travel is invented. Okay, next, we're gonna get into three of the most loved songs from this show. We'll start with one of my faves, New Minglewood Blues. In a real twist, they actually open the May 8th show, which is the next night, with this song. It's out of the norm for them to play a song on back-to-back nights, but hey, I love this song, so I'm totally okay with it. Then we'll get into another Garcia Hunter tune called Mississippi Half Step Uptown Toodaloo. This is a long version and it's hot. The solo is one for the books. I think you'll like it. This song transitions beautifully into Big River, which is a Johnny Cash cover, and they totally own this one, even though some will argue that the one two nights later is even better. See, it's a fun argument to have. Anyway, here we go. Minglewood, Half Step, Big River. Let's get into it.
hammers are taking a hammer and nail break. I don't want to, I don't know what it is about hammers and nails, but they're sure into them. Mickey can't go for very long before he has to beat a nail into something. Billy's 18 today. You, you ladies out there may not think that's very old, but look out because he's worldwide. Mississippi uptown 
Well, there you go. The first of two episodes from an epic show from Boston on May 7th, 1977. If you like this show, well, next week we're going right back. We're going to hear some more of the amazing music from this stretch of the Dead's history. In the meantime, stream your favorite episodes on different podcast services like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Or you can always do that at kacu.org, too. Remember to follow the show on Facebook and Instagram, too. Just search at Get on the Bus KACU on both platforms. Finally, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always email me at getonthebuskacu at gmail.com. I've loved hearing from several of you telling me about your experience listening to the dead. I've even got one friend who now plays the Grateful Dead in the background of his office all the time. So at least somebody is on the bus. Anyway, until next week, I'll say fare you well, and I can't wait until we meet again. I'm going to play you out with a classic encore song called U.S. Blues. Wave that flag, and I'll see you next week.
Get on the Bus with Corey Patterson is a production of KACU in Abilene, Texas, and Zane Goggins, Deadhead in Training. This is KACU.